WIWI-Radio 76 proudly presents the 515 Show with your host, John Sarver. Who's at the 515 door today? Oh, this is going to be fun. We've been looking for this for a long time. Talk about something um, where if you do something good for somebody, and it'll come back to you. At one time that uh, we do believe it was Chad that met one of our guys here, Tony Inman, at a post office five years ago. <laughs> it was extremely nice to him. And when we were throwing around ideas of who we should get coming on on the 515 in November, you know, Tony raised his hand and said, you know what, I still have an old poster that Chad gave me like 10 of these things to hand out. And honest to God, it's right up there in his toolbox. Uh, and it's like, if you're nice to people... Five years from now, it'll come back to you. Chad Lehman from Performance Parts Streetcars, how are you? Good, John. How are you doing? Dandy. All righty. So now, let's first of all, tell us exactly, from the understand, it's you and Ryan, correct? Yes, yeah. We had, there's a few of us, but uh, Ryan and I pretty much uh, started all this. Okay, and both of you are bodybuilders and you live in Los Angeles? Uh, something like that, you know, between uh, between Los Angeles and Michigan. <laughs> From my understand, though, you may be um, in one of our very favorite cities up there with cows and chickens and whatever, right? Yeah, yep. K-Pack is where uh, we started off at. I actually just bought a house uh, last October. I moved to Brown City, but uh, I still oh. have a lot of family in K-Pack. You, okay. I mean, really, one of the best... I don't know if Fork and Flame is still there, but, man, what a restaurant. I don't know if it's anywhere near close to you. Um, no, I don't believe so. Now, the, the folks that are, are from around the world, KPAC is not the world's biggest city, you know? Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but it has a nice downtown, you know? I mean, tell us, how did you guys get together? I mean, performance parts, streetcars? Performance parts, we get streetcars, we get the two together. Yeah, well, um, it all started, you know, we've been into cars our whole entire lives, so um, as we got older, we each got some cars, and uh, we couldn't afford to build them how we wanted to, so we kind of got into the business of buying and selling what we could to to uh, sponsor our own personal cars, and that kind of snowballed into us meeting other people who thought the same way we did, and, you know, we just got a big group of friends now that all share the same interests, and uh, we kind of just went from there. Well, how many are there of you, you, Ryan, and? Um, we got a couple other friends, Josh and Jake. They're involved with it. Um, they help us out a lot with what we do with the track and everything. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say we're an exclusive group. It's pretty much just anyone who is our friend. You know, I don't. I, I feel like anyone who's ever supported us or watched one of our YouTube videos or bought a t-shirt hat hoodie or you know even came to the track i feel like is a part of what we do you know it's something we have to ask right away because uh we got some questions coming here on the ckwi radio 76 hotline i, I hope you don't mind answering them not at all there was and i'm going to paraphrase this one because it goes on forever but there evidently was a video series that somebody did with a, a mustang mm-hmm. all right and yep. it, i guess it was there's a cliffhanger. They <laughs> can't find any more of them. Yeah, um, yeah. We started that before the whole COVID situation happened, 
And uh, that was actually Josh's Mustang. We were doing, uh, you know, your run-of-the-mill Turbo LS, kind of a budget-filled YouTube series on it. And uh, we were making some real steam with it. And then COVID kind of hit, and that kind of knocked the gear off a little bit. And uh, things kind of went differently. We got different jobs and different, um, you know, things happening in life that kind of took us off that course for that car. Will it revive anytime soon, or...? Um, I actually believe we have something in the works where with a, d- a different car. So um, every now and then, I post updates of uh, of my '70 Chevelle. But uh, I think that uh, blue car um, is kind of over with for right now. I think we got something else coming up soon. Am I hearing a lot of Chevrolets from your side of town? Oh, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So. Your first car was? A 71 Chevelle. I get a feeling that we're staying in the Chevelle lines for your lifetime. Um, as far as now, yeah. Um, I mean, if I, if I bought every car I wanted, I wouldn't have room <laughs> to put them. So I, gotta, I have to keep loyal to at least one, one make and model. Is there that one elusive car out there, Chad? Is there that one um, car that you just man? If they said, "Look, we got to give this car away to the to a good owner," I mean, which one would that be for you? Uh, for me, I would say that would have to be the '70 Chevelle. Wow! You know, to me, that's the most iconic muscle car. You know, if uh, if you were talking to someone and you know someone says the word muscle car, to me, that's the first thing that comes up in my mind would be just you know a classic '70 Chevelle SS. I mean, is everybody that's with you all have Chevrolets? I mean, obviously, besides the Mustang. Um, we have Mustangs. Uh, a couple of Josh's cars. He's he's pretty big into small block Fords, but uh, everybody else that you know we hang out with either has LSs or big block Chevys, stuff like that. All of a sudden, we're getting the uh, Mopar Club of Oakland County crying. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you have something coming up at Lapeer, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We got our uh, our Nightmare No Prep coming up to, on the 23rd. And for those who don't know exactly what a No Prep is? This is, uh, we're trying to replicate the um, street racing as much as possible. So uh, this is going to be our seventh event total that we've hosted at Lapeer Dragway. And this is going to be the first time we're using a flashlight start. So we're not even going to be going off of the tree. We're just going to be lining the cars up. And then we are going to have a flagger with a flashlight. When both cars are ready, he'll bang the light. And uh, as far as prep, you know, we're, we'll uh, blow the track off in the morning to make sure there's no debris on it or anything. But we won't be spraying the track at all. Um, we're just trying to keep it as bare as possible. We do allow the racers to pour their own prep in the burnout box. But other than that, you know, we're trying to keep it as real as possible to street racing. Now, this is, you said, your seventh one. I mean, when you did your first one, I mean, did you just sit around the front room and go, you know what, this would be kind of cool if we put on our own race? Well, it kind of all started because we had so many friends that um, were all into racing, but we could never come up with something for um, an event on the street. You know, some people didn't want to race, and some people did, and we couldn't find a spot, and I just kind of thought this would be the greatest idea would be to um, take it to the old Lapeer Dragway, 
you know, we told him our idea and he was all on board and, you know, we started with that and it kind of just kept growing every year. Yeah, but my God, what a difference between the old Lapierre Dragway and what you got now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Bill and the whole team there have definitely gave us a state-of-the-art facility, and <laughs> um, we're we're happy with it, beyond happy. And, uh, you know, we just, we're very thrilled uh, to see the direction that the track's taken. You know, Chad, does that throw you off? I mean, here you have, I mean, there's, there's tracks all around the United States that look like like Onondaga just came back from years of nobody being on it, and that's like one of the most perfect, you know, no prep tracks at all. When you get a track that's as, as nice as the new Lapeer, does that throw things off for you, or is that okay? Um, it's okay. Uh, I know Ryan and the team there; they work real hard. They uh they scrape all the rubber off that they can to make it that you know the 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 best surface for no prep racing, if that makes sense. Um, they put a lot of time and effort into stripping it down to bare concrete to, you know, give it the best no prep uh, surface for everybody. You know, it, it's interesting because no prep is huge now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would definitely say. Uh, I think the, the whole Street Outlaws show, you know, that really shined a light on the whole no prep racing scene. Yeah, I mean, is it getting crowded? I mean, it can't be that easy to promote races. I mean, sometimes do you, like, hold your breath and go, okay, <laughs> hope everybody shows up this week? Um, I, I used to be like that, you know, because I wanted to put on the best event possible. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is um, I've always had good turnouts. I have a great group of racers that love what we do, and, you know, they'll always support us. And, you know, you do get competition um, popping up here and there, but I don't look at it as competition because we started this because we're a fan of racing. So I feel like the more racing, the better. You know, we don't step on anybody's toes. You know, we you know we don't do this to, uh, to try to outshine anybody. We're just trying to provide another event for, you know, the racers. You know, it, it is amazing. Your first event was what year? Oh, I believe... 2017 i want to say yeah because that's what this poster has matter of fact it has even in the corner it has the uh it's the great lakes helicopter yep yep that was our, our first race at lapeer dragway yeah and that's where this poster comes from and it's that first time that you put it on did you think okay well this is going to be easy we'll knock on the door we'll just tell the guy we're coming and everybody will just show up <laughs> was it that easy well, we have been, you know, we've, we've went to Lapeer Dragway for years, way before that. And so, uh, you know, by talking with Ed and stuff, he was on board with it. And we just, we printed out as many flyers as we could. And I believe for months before the race, we would go to Milan every single week. We'd go to Ubley. We would go to car shows, um, anything that we can. And we would just hand out flyers to anyone and that would take them. So... How grassroots is it? And now look at that beautiful uh, place you have in the Renaissance Center overlooking the water. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that and my, my Los Angeles home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it can't. If you're there at Lapeer, and, and Bill's a, a sweetheart of a guy. Matter of fact, we're going to have him on next week. So, I mean. He, his aside, when you said that you went to to Milan and you went to all the other tracks and stuff, were there, 
do you do the whole circuit in Michigan when you're not doing Lapeer? As far as with just spectating or? Or racing. Um, no, we just do pretty much Lapeer. Um, I've raced, uh, I've personally raced at Ubley, but um, as far as that, Lapeer will always be my home for racing. Would you go to any of those outlaw nationals out, out of state? Would you bring the whole crew with you? Um, we've actually taken trips down to Georgia for, uh, lights out and stuff like that. But as far as like taking our event elsewhere, Lapeer Dragway will be the only place that we'd ever, uh, host an event at. You know, how does that work for folks? And as a matter of fact, it's a question that we're going to paraphrase off the hotline right now. How does that work? I mean, you have to knock on the door and say, look, this is who we are because you had to start off fresh with Bill, I assume, you know? Yep. And, and yeah, you, absolutely. You kind of knock on the door and you say, look, we got this great idea. You know, can we bring the the crowd with us, et cetera? How does that work? Because it, it can't be just that easy as saying, look, uh, if you guys got next Friday open, we'd like it. Um, we actually, I met Bill the first time as, as when uh, he just took ownership of the drag strip. Um, I wasn't sure. You know, there had been rumors of the track being sold. And we had already, we actually had our uh, one event already uh, planned but uh we weren't sure if it was going to happen or not and then so we met with bill and he he greeted us with open arms he loved the idea and uh he was a he was very welcoming to everything that we did and which made it a lot easier so uh our first event with bill as the owner it was actually on the old surface and then uh you know and then he dumped tons of money into the track upgrading (laughs) it and it's gotten it's gotten better every year yeah, tons of money is absolutely correct. But now, do you guys get that? Because they still have to do that thing with dusk over there, don't they? You know, yeah. You have to race as fast as you can, as quick as you can. I mean, how does that hamstring you? Um, I don't feel like it does. You know, uh, you know, thinking back to the original uh, Lapeer days that we used to host the event. You know, we we didn't even have lights to race. I think they'd stop racing at you know, four thirty, five o'clock. So, um, we got a great group of people that help us keep everything organized. And, you know, the racers are, are very cooperative and we're able to run through things pretty smooth. We haven't really had many issues with, uh, holdups with anything, you know, other than I think, uh, last year we had an issue with the weather yeah. where we had a little, a little rain delay. But other than that, we haven't had any issues with, uh, curfews or anything like that. You, you know, Chad has, Anybody knocked on your door, or, you know, when we say that, obviously, message you get in touch with you or something, say, look, we're a group from Ohio. You know, you guys want to do winner take all? I mean, has other, because, I mean, obviously, pour your own puddle, and there's all kinds of other promoters that are out there, you know, and I'm surprised they haven't tried anything yet in Michigan, promoter against promoter, team against team. Has anybody approached you with that yet? Um, Not really. Um, I haven't really heard too much from uh, any other promoters. You know, that'd be an interesting concept. Uh, I feel like we we could come up with a you know a team that could hold their own and stuff. But um, I don't know. I, I think more people need to get out to Lapeer. I feel like Lapeer has a great surface and a great atmosphere and stuff. And I feel like uh, it doesn't get the attention it deserves from the no prep crowd. Yeah, it's only because. <sighs> Sometimes with the no prep crowd, and especially the friends that we've been talking to that are from there, I mean, they want, 
you know, the most beat up track they most possibly can find. They want something that it's like, oh my God, is this safe? <laughs> and, right. and the pier is, is probably the opposite of that, you know. Yeah, you, you have to yell at Bill next week for putting too much money into the track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And right about now, as soon as he goes back to the court again, I'm sure he's thinking that same thing. He could have had an island somewhere. Oh, yeah. I feel for him. Yeah, it is kind of, because really that would expand if he gets, you know, and we're going to talk to him again next week if um, uh, the Michigan Supreme Court's going to take his case or not. You know, but if he gets to run, say, because I know there's folks from Lapeer listening from around there, say he can run a couple of days into the night on certain days, how would that affect you? How would that affect your racing when you promote a race there? Well, I feel like if uh, if we can get under the lights at Lapeer, uh, I think having a later start date, you know, because we've we've kind of ran into the issue before of, you know, I, I would say, you know, drivers meeting at noon and then, you know, noon will roll around and I'll have people messaging me like, hey, I'm I'm 20 minutes away. Don't start. Don't start. So <laughs> um, if we can get under the lights, I feel like that would give us uh, a later start time. And it, people just seem to enjoy, you know, nighttime racing. So I feel like that would give us, uh, you know, a new added feature to promote that could possibly bring in more people. Could you do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, possibly. I wouldn't say anything's off the table. I feel like, uh, if we got enough sponsors to raise the pot, you know, I can't see why anybody wouldn't want to come to Lapeer for a, you know, a weekend long event, something like that. That would be, you know, very possible. I feel like we just kind of need, uh, the courts to get together and figure out the facts and let Bill run his track, how he should be able to run it. Yeah, I mean, we're big fans of Mr. Jennings here, obviously, and you're right, and all the weirdness. If, you, if you've if you been on following CKWI Radio 76 whatsoever, besides Milan's fun, you know, and now Onondaga's fun on the horizon, you know, Lapeer has had one of the most weirdest, weirdest uh, legal court cases of all time. You know, if you didn't realize there's oh, yeah. a drag strip nearby <laughs> when you bought your house, you know, but, I mean, the whole thought of, of racing for three days, if you're going to try to find sponsorship, how hard, Chad, is that to find sponsorship in 2021? Honestly, we've ran into a lot of hurdles with that. You know, we have, we've had a great group of uh, sponsors that have always been there with us and stuff. But um, it's kind of hard, I feel like. You know, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of other events going on and stuff, and people have their money placed elsewhere. And, you know, I can't really blame them. But, you know, I feel like as we grow, you know, uh, we'll gain a following and people will want to work with us and, you know, they'll see what we're doing and what we're all about. And I can't help but assume that they're going to want to join us and be a part of what we do for Lapeer. Yeah, it's almost that there is certain tracks have certain promoters. Now, I mean, it's we know what's going on with, with the TV guys down in Onondaga, you guys up there in Lapeer. Not a whole lot. We're not seeing a whole lot of stuff going on in Northern. Is there any other track that's a hotbed in Michigan for uh, no prep? Uh, honestly, I, I can't really uh, think of too many. I know, you know, what we do at Lapeer and then Onondaga has been having their thing. But 
Um, other than that, you know, I feel like it seems like Michigan's almost behind the ball with the whole no, no prep scene. You know, you go down to Ohio and Indiana, and it seems like every weekend there's two, three, you know, large no prep events going on. And uh, I think it's only a matter of time before it makes its way up here because I think these Michigan boys are going to get tired of uh, Ohio and Indiana coming up and winning all their events. <laughs> Have they won any of your events? Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> Can you ban them? <laughs> I don't know. we got to do some kind of handicaps or something. <laughs> well, why is that? Why is Michigan so far behind, Chad? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not too sure. Uh, I know we haven't had many promoters in Michigan that focus on no prep. I know a couple have tried but haven't been, you know, uh, too successful with it. But, uh, you know, I know, you know, what Detroit Hood TV is doing is very good for the sport of no prep in Michigan. And uh, it seems to be growing every event that they have, which is good. And, you know, hopefully the success can, you know, drip down to everywhere in Michigan. And, you know, I, I would love to see Michigan be, you know, the state for no prep racing. I mean, but do they have the tracks enough to do that? I mean, could you no prep? There, there are certain tracks that allow themselves to be no no. I mean, I shouldn't say allow themselves. It, they, they're they better at being a no prep track than others. I mean, I would have thought that if you give me all the ones in Michigan, I would think Lapeer would be the least. Evidently, it's one of the better ones. Clearly, you keep going back there. So, I mean, obviously, that's got its own cred and stuff like that. But, I mean, do all the tracks, I mean, could you do this really a lot at 131? Oh, boy, I don't know. I feel like if they did a no prep at 131, it would have to be a... Like, like World no Series? Prep, right, like the uh, like the no prep Kings event that they do on, for you know, TV or whatever. But that's just such a, such a state-of-the-art facility that could accommodate something like that. But... I feel like Michigan has a lot of tracks, you know, like Ubley, you know, Milan used to have no preps. They used to run back of the track kind of thing. I don't, I don't know where, where they're going to be headed, you know, with the new owners. But I definitely feel like, uh, you know, we I've never I personally have never made it to like northern tracks in Michigan. But I feel like just even with, you know, Ubley, Lapeer, Milan, Onondaga, I, I feel like we can compete with any of the, the no preps, you know, around the, the local area. Yeah, I mean, we saw that one no prep, God, where is it, in Ohio, Kentucky, where, where it top end looks like you're going straight up a hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe that's in Ohio. <laughs> Would you race on something like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't see why not. <laughs> okay. It just it, it looks so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it seems like you got to catch 22 at that because you get a lot of guys – you know, who uh, who won't want to come out there because they're like, oh, why would I want to take my car on that kind of surface? Yeah. And then you have, then you have guys that, you know, the sketchier the better for them. So <laughs> I, feel, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we, we've seen some pretty sketchy tracks where we'd go, I wouldn't take a Schwinn down this thing, you know? Oh, and, absolutely. And you got some 2,000-horsepower Barracuda there, you know? And, and oh, you're yeah. kind of going, do you know what would happen? I mean, steel guardrails in the whole nine yards, you know? Oh, yeah. And we've, we've seen that a lot, you know, just this year alone with some of the, the wrecks that can happen. But yeah, I feel, I feel like, uh, you know, if, if you're big into drag racing, you know, you're chasing adrenaline. So, you know, putting yourself in that position, you know, what, what better way to, 
to get your blood pumping than to go down, you know, a parking lot of a surface and race. I like your style, Chad. <laughs> I think you put it very, very distinctly there for all of drag racing, let alone pre no prep. And it, it's it's an amazing thing that everything falls into place now. If there was, would you? And, and again, this is a question: Would you go knock on the door to other promoters and say, "Our track tomorrow, be there"? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would definitely uh, come up with a team and ask a different promoter if they were trying to do a winner takes all event. I feel like that would be a great, you know, a great thing for the sport. Good, because we were asked by <laughs> another track if you do it. <laughs> There, my obligation is done. All right. Your cars, and this is, we're getting a lot of email now, your cars that, that are in a team that you can put together, I mean, we're not talking a bunch of a slant six, 140-horsepower cars, are we? Oh, not at all. All right. So your big bad boy would be what? Oh, man, we'd have a, you know, a four-block main, four-bolt main with a three-quarter race cam. You know, set of headers and a four bolt car, uh, four barrel carburetor, and pushing ten horsepower. Every bit downhill. <laughs> you got Volkswagen Eliminator. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess what the questions here are is the folks that you that race with you, your car specifically. I know. We get a little bit weird here about asking, like, horsepower and stuff. But what they're trying to do is figure out exactly what kind of cars are we talking about. Because we've seen some stuff and no prep that these things are just like, whew, they could go into pro stock. I mean, these are not tinker toys that kids, you know, just got their, their folks' car and they're trying to simulate a street race. There's some serious iron going down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, people definitely spend a lot of money on these cars nowadays and, I mean, you have cars that make 300 horsepower on the street all the way to cars that make 2,000 horsepower on the street. So nowadays, you just never know what you're going to get pulling up next to somebody. And it wouldn't be out of line to say that a lot of the no-prep guys and the higher end of the no-prep guys are pushing 1,000 horse? Oh, easily. Absolutely. I, I, there's there's daily drivers that are pushing 1,000 horse nowadays. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, I, but it's just amazing. It, it's not what well, we're trying to – because I know that that sometimes with, with um, no prep folks, they try to keep a lot of things close to the vest, and that's cool. you know. But what we're trying to do is with the listeners, again, we want to reinforce these cars are just not something that somebody brought up. There is some serious machinery. When they open up that bonnet, you kind of go, oh, my. you know. They don't have all the weird stuff that you see on Woodward with – <laughs> Subarus with the 12 tails and stuff. These yeah. cars are, are serious because they are here to be serious. And to do something with a flashlight. I mean, you've raced flashlight races, haven't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not at the track, but, um, you know, we've done it on the street a few times, yeah. Well, I'm sure because there'd be nobody on that street officer that would have heard that you were racing there. But... No, we don't, we don't do it in America, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> we go to Canada to do this. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, because back to what you were saying before, when you first tried to do all this, you know, that you had some friends that were saying, well, let's, we don't feel comfortable on the street. And I guess, obviously, some said, well, we do, you know, and then somehow, some way, you had to convince them all to say, well, let's take it to the track. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of, I kind of got with everybody and I said, hey, you know, like, at that time, I don't really remember anybody that was putting on events, you know, like that. So I kind of just got with everybody and I said, hey, what if we all got together at Lapeer Dragway? Um, I think it was like a $100 buy-in at the time, and um, which was, we still do that. But, you know, I just said, does everybody want to do, you know, uh, I'll try to gather up as many sponsors as we can. And we put on the event and the first one actually really surprised me. We weren't sure what we were going to get. So I just kind of opened the rule books and I said, run what you brung. And we had everything from a um, a rental car to a dragster <laughs> show up. So, <laughs> a rental car? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Someone showed up in a rental car. Somebody had an Impala. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember. I, it was a four door something, but uh, you know they were they they locked in another car and it couldn't make it, so they showed up with their rental car. How genius! How genius the American racing spirit, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, man, this one is laying with a, with a you know, crank that's down. Uh, let's see, Enterprise? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what do you have? I mean, if you showed up in a minivan, I would laugh my head off. But a job well done, you know? But it's now, <sighs> all your sponsors are who, Chad? Uh, we have a lot of people that help us. We have, you know, Great Lakes Helicopter has always supported us. And MSX Farms has always been there for us. Um, Lapeer Dragway has been one of our biggest sponsors ever. You know, they've always made sure that we've had um, a, a nice size pot to pay out to these racers. And, uh, I mean, the list can go on and on of people who've just helped us put on the event. You know what? I mean, they don't even have to give money to the pot. Uh, we just had, we've had so much support with what we do at the track. And why do they, I mean, the folks just come up to your Chad, and go, look, we dig what you do. How can we help? Yeah, yeah, we've had people do that. I mean, some of the other people are um, friends and family, you know, that want to support us and, you know, want to help us, you know, keep going with what we do. And they reach out to us or we've reached out to them, you know, and it's, we've made some really great friendships out of this whole thing. You know, when you look around, and especially, you know, the the last one you have, and you're going to have one again this weekend, when you look around, you go, okay, this is what I want to change next time. What would that be? Um, I would like to just keep focusing on making it bigger and bigger, you know. Um, I've learned over the years that no matter what rules you have, you can't make everybody happy. You know, you can you can come up with this one set of rules and, you know, this group of guy are, guys are going to get mad and then you can come up with another set of rules and that other group of guys are going to get mad. So what we've tried to do is just come up with a fair set of rules that can accommodate most and I feel like would make the best racing. And uh, if you can if you can make the rules, you know, we'd love to have you. But, you know, other than that, we can't really bend rules for people to try to fit our races. Did they ever have that? Did that ever come up to you? Oh, absolutely. I feel like that's just the competitive spirit of the racer. You know, you, you could tell them, uh, you know, a small tire, which is a 28-inch, you know, tire, and, you know, they'll come up to you and they're like, oh, well, you know, I have 29-inch tires, but they're pretty wore out. Can I get in? And, you know? 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I have a, a 426, but it's kind of tired, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. You're familiar with it. Oh, God. All right. I mean, what do you do then? You say, look, son, it's been real. We'll see you later. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I got to the point where I would try to hear everybody out, but now we just we put out the rules, and those are the rules, and, um, you know, we make them known, you know, that way. There's no surprises, and we've kept the same set of rules now for a while. So you kind of know what to expect by coming out to one of our events. I mean, you don't have to bring out the stun gun after a while and say, okay, shut up. <laughs> no, that's you just block on my messenger at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I can about imagine, you know, because there's always one. In every single race, we've always had one where there's a strange interpretation of the rule. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. here's a four barrel carburetor, but it's really a one barrel, so I can run four. Uh, how? It's because it's got the Venturi I modified. Get out! You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing that who texts for you? Uh, we have, you know, we'll, we'll watch them as they come in through the pier, and what we try to do is uh, have them pre registered so we can be familiar with their cars. We keep the rules really basic, so the only thing that we really need to check for is tire size. So, uh, you know, we run a small tire, a 28.10.5, you know, no W, and then no wheelie bars. And then other than that, you must drive your car to the pits, you know, through the pits without any assistance, no push or pull vehicles. I love that. Um, yeah, and then other than that, you know, it's you, you can just run with whatever. You know, we, uh, we're pretty... We're pretty relaxed with the rules. We just, you know, we're not trying to rule anybody out. We're just trying to make a play, you know, a fair playing field for the racers. Except for tire, what you were talking before. I mean, is there anything that you see right away where you just go, no? Um, other than the tire size, no. You know, wow. a lot of a lot of the people that we know that you know are into the racing that we do, they're on a small tire already, so. We haven't had any issues where we have to kick anybody out for tire size. But, I mean, by this time, people probably know when they see, you know, that a performance part streetcar race is coming up. You see familiar faces, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have a, we have a real group of people that seem to follow our events. Now, tell me, because we've been seeing stuff that's on, on Facebook, that you got some cars locked in for this next race that are just unreal. Yeah, I believe uh, we've been getting lock-ins for a while now. I think um, I think we have like six or seven that have prepaid, but uh, yeah, we have some we have some very fast cars coming. So it's almost unfair of me to um, announce all the lock-ins like I do because I feel like it probably scares some other people away. But you know, it's it is what it is, and um, the great thing about no prep racing is hardly ever is with the fastest car wins. So, you know, we've seen cars come out there with 2,000 horsepower, and they get outran by a car making 500 horsepower. That's the beauty of the beast. So um, it's always a good time to see, you know, the, 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 the wide variety of cars coming out to our events. I'm telling you, I'm looking for any car that has an Enterprise sticker on its bumper. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> Talk about a genius move. Uh, quarter mile, eighth mile. Thinking eighth mile? Yep, yep. We uh we keep it to eighth mile for no prep, just uh just to be safer for everybody. We don't want anybody, you know, 
we're going to try to minimize the risk as much as possible. You know, I don't, I don't know of many racers that would want to race quarter mile no prep. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that was a question that we got from Germany, and I, it's like I've never heard, I guess there's somebody would have one because there always seems to be a little variations on the theme when it comes to no prep, you know, to keep it fresh and or keep it, you know, something different to get the fans in. But it's amazing the loyalty of the fans that you guys get when they show up to Lapeer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't speak enough about the fans. You know, some of our events have been so cold. You know, and you'd look in the crowd, and, and the crowd would just be full of people bundled up in sweatshirts and jackets and blankets and stuff. So, we did. I mean, we couldn't do what we do if, if we didn't have the fans supporting us. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing show because you're right. The variety is insane. And basically, you get the idea. The flag goes down, go. You know, no staggered lights, no pro lights, no pro, pro tree. Here we go. I mean, it's as simple as it can get. Everybody understands it. It's kind of like, you know, it, sometimes drag racing for a first-time fan can get pretty unique, you know, with with what goes on, et cetera. Not so much with you guys. No, no. I feel like the whole flashlight start is really going to be a grassroots style, you know, pull them up to the line, bang the light, and watch them go. You know, so like I said, this is our first time offering something like this. We usually go off of the tree, but we're trying to we're trying to strip it down more basic to the to the basic street racing idea. So we're gonna give this a go and see how it turns out. I mean, it's at hard. How do you anticipate that? You said you you raced once, and I mean, with a tree, I understand where it's coming from, even if it's a pro tree. But with somebody with a flashlight, you know, how do you anticipate that? I think that's the beauty of it is you don't, you know, you kind of just, you got to kind of be ready to go and, you know, you flash your lights or give them the thumbs up and then, you know, that's saying you can go at any time. So as soon as you alert them that you're ready, you need to just be ready and just ready to go. Are you doing, uh, and here's another question off the email line in CKWI Radio 76 hotline. It's uh, top end uh, camera or electronics? Uh, we're going to have a guy out there with a camera. So um, I, I was under the impression that without staging with the tree, you know, we're not using the timing system. So in order to get the finish, we're going to have a guy down there who has worked with our flagger for quite a bit. You know, they've been a team, you know, with street racing. So they have this down pack to a system to where, you know, I'm, I'm trusting them to come out and I'm, I'm confident that they're going to put on, you know, uh, a great performance with you know with the whole flashlight and and the camera at the finish line. All right, so David from Van Nuys, California, it must be close to your house. Uh, My neighbor <laughs> with a rental car. All right, he was saying, and I understand. I'm going to paraphrase this. When it comes to because he just heard a thing about the camera, how does the camera work? There, I mean, we could tell you how it works, Chad. You want to tell him exactly how it works? Yeah, yeah, I was told that they're just going to be coming out with a camera and they're going to be filming it. And the camera that they use has a few different slow motion options. I'm not sure exactly what their equipment is, but um, it's just uh, if it comes down to um, the point of you cannot see it with the naked eye, it was too close, then we'll, we'll watch the film and slow it down as much as possible and make a determination off of that. Yeah, I mean, it's just as easy as Chad said. There's a guy with a, with a camcorder as much as, I mean, obviously it's bigger than a camcorder, but it's he's there at the finish line, and it's kind of like a photo finish with horses. 
You know, you can slow it down to one sixtieth of a frame. You know, and and normally at that particular point, you can tell. I mean, the naked eye, you can't. But when you slow it down that slow, you can tell who just nudged somebody. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. And then there's no dispute. I do like the fact that you know we're gonna go with that guy. I'm not looking at anybody else's videos. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because I can imagine where they all come up to you and say, look at this one, Chad, mine shows oh, I won. Yeah, absolutely. I've been dragged all over, you know, like, hey, come come watch my grandma's cell phone footage from the stand. <laughs> you know, uh, this, this, this guy was in the pits, and he's seen this guy jump, and, you know, ah. I, I just want to make it clear, you know, like, we're putting on the most fair race. I found the, the, the best group of guys that I can find that could help me put this on, you know, this event on. And uh, I just want everybody to trust us that we're going to do our best possible, you know, shot at making this a fair race. And um, we're going to, I'm going to be watching the starting line for jumps. And then also our flagger will be watching, you know, because he'll, his finger will be on the flashlight. So he will be able to tell if a car is moving before he clicked the light. So it's going to come down to him and I at the starting line and then, you know, we're going to use his buddy at the finish line if, it, if if need be. See, folks, so if you're coming out to this race this weekend on the pier, it's as easy as you can see it. Here comes a flashlight. Boom, two cars take off. Boom. Whoever gets top end first, winner. Next person, thanks a lot. Have a great trailer. That's it. <laughs> it's not... It's not like a crazy, you know, the situation they have in some bracket races where somebody leaves super early, but if they go faster than if for the first time racers some or fans sometimes that gets a little daunting, you know. And that's the cool thing about no prep. Yeah, away we go. Who wins wins. I mean, it's just the classic drag racing that you've that people grew up with all these years. You know, all right. <laughs> for sure. Tell us quickly because we're just about out of time. Tell us quickly about what's going on this weekend again. Yeah, so uh, this Saturday at Lapeer Dragway, we have our Nightmare No Prep 2, the return. Uh, gates open at 9 a.m. The track goes hot at 11. We're going to have our driver's meeting at noon, and we're going to be immediately following the driver's meeting with the first round. So, you know, uh, wow. we're encouraging we're encouraging everybody to come out in their Halloween costume. We got candy for the kids and cider and donuts for the adults. And, you know, it's $20 spectators and 12 and under are free. Yeah, and you think about it too, kiddies. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, the new movie at the AMC is, uh, I think it's 16 bucks to go see a movie. I mean, Chad and his friends are allowing you, allowing you, are inviting you to come in for a whole day of racing. And I mean, these guys don't play. These friends don't, like, hit the brake pedal. They don't even know what one is until they get to top end. There's no weirdo breakouts. There's no weirdo trees. There's no weirdo who burnt out what and who and what. It is. Here's the starting line. Here's the flashlight. Here's the winner. Thank you very much. Next round, please. I mean, and it goes that quick, doesn't it, Chad? Yeah, absolutely. If you if you blink, you'll miss some of it because we try to keep it fast-paced and Try to fill the whole day with racing for everybody. Yeah, there's no, like, 20-minute wait so you can go to the bathroom. You know, I mean, here comes next car, next car, next car. Chad, I can't thank you enough for being with us, man. I appreciate you having me. 
it's thrillers all ours. So remember, kiddies, go. Oh, that's right. If they if folks want to get a hold of you or they want to uh, know more about the performance parts streetcars, how do they do that? Yeah, we have our you know our uh, Facebook page is performance parts streetcars. We also have an Instagram page which is performance parts SC, and uh, we're even on YouTube. You know, we have our performance parts streetcars YouTube channel. So if anybody needs to get a hold of us, there's plenty of social media you know, to get a hold of us with. Yeah, because folks were talking about whoever did your videos were outstanding because they go, wow, and they titled it up and they had one for Christmas and the whole nine yards. Okay. <laughs> Evidently, people want to see more of your videos, man. I don't know. That's, that's on the schedule. We're going to get some more content out to everybody. It's an amazing thing. Chad Lehman, thank you so very much. Stay on the line for just a moment, won't you? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Performance Parts Streetcars. Kids, you can go see them anywhere on Facebook, but you can go see them at LaPierre Dragway. Again, free candy for the kiddies. It's cheap at 20 bucks, and I mean cheap, because then you can bring the little rascals in there. And, yeah, they are going to be uh, checking for kids who are uh, 12 years old and, uh, what, 11 months and 31 days. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to sneak yeah. them in. <laughs> We're watching you. <laughs> At that time, Nazareth here on CKWI Radio 76. <laughs>